Hello and no. <laughs> that was not good. I felt it too. I was yeah. like, it's not, never. He never gets it on the first. I one. never get it on the first try. No. I really don't. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna try again. Hello and welcome to Box Office Bingers, the podcast where we talk about all the latest movies in the box office and watch everything else on TV. I'm your host, Matt Diaz, along with my co-host, Ernesto Santos. How are you doing today? What's going on, man? Coming back from a crazy week. Yeah. We have our special guest, Juan Chow. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Those of you who don't know, Juan was on our uh, Star Wars when we talked about Just Rise of Skywalker with Kirk. Um, so he's back to talk about talk to us to this week. Would yeah. You- uh, so as always, we'll always start with what you're watching. Matt, what about, start with you. Uh, so um, I saw The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. It's the Guy Ritchie film, right? Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. And I know, Juan, you said you saw it yeah. as well. And you told me, and quote, Guy Ritchie's back to form. I think I, I think, you, I think you told me that was like was pretty positive. Yeah. And then I walked into that movie, and then I walked out of that movie, and I was like, I don't know what Juan's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. So, Juan, I want to hear your thoughts first before I get into mine. Um, I can probably see where you're coming from because okay. it's not a hundred percent back to form, but I definitely say like compared to like uh, what was the last movie you did? Uh, Aladdin before Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh. Well, Aladdin. I mean, he did Aladdin, but that's gonna have Disney's. That doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Ernesto's think... on the. He's he's looking it up. Just go. Yeah. Just yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think it was King Arthur. Oh yeah. With Charlie Hunnam. That yeah. was bad. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was a bad one. That that movie made no sense at all. And then I think before that was the uh, second uh, Sherlock Holmes. Okay, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty. Yeah, good. I like I, I like Sherlock Holmes. I felt like, but I felt like that's where it it started to dip for him from the second Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, I definitely say like I felt like this was felt a lot more like his earlier stuff. Okay. Especially with plot points like Lockstock and Snatch. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, there's still a lot of stuff that I had problems with in the movie. But I mean, compared to like that last taste of when I saw King Arthur, I was just like, ugh, what yeah. is this? Yeah, it was King Arthur, and then before that, he did the Man from Uncle. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. That was pretty good. That one was good. Yeah, a lot of people like Man from Uncle. That's what Henry Cavill, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, the gentleman was was just all right. I walked in that movie. And it, it really had a slow start. Oh, yeah. It was so slow. And I was just like, man, can we get to the point right now, please? Yeah. Can we get somewhere? And then when we finally got there, it was like the last 20 minutes. And like, like uh, man, we were getting, I think we started off like in, in the, we started off at one time. Then it's like we're going to back things up a little bit. And then we have, uh, um, let's see, what's it, Charlie? Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. And, and, uh, um. Uh, wow. Colin Farrell? No. no uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. That uh, guy. Hugh Grant. Hugh that's, Grant. That's the guy. That's uh, the guy. He, that's <laughs> the guy I'm talking about. Uh, he, uh, the movie kind of opens up with him after the beginning of the movie, and they're like, they're telling a story, and he's trying to like figuring things out. So, so basically, that's where the bulk of the movie is, is Hugh Grant telling him the story of all of the crime and the yeah. gangster stuff that's happening throughout this town and he knows everything and he has the inside scoop and all that stuff and then eventually I'm trying to figure out why he's telling the story yeah. and then like eventually all the pieces are coming together Matthew McConaughey I thought he was going to be in it more yeah. but I felt like he kind of took a back seat but he is all over the posters yeah yeah I, I kind of assumed that he would be one of the main characters yeah I mean he he, he is, is and he isn't 
Yeah, it's just... It's like he is the main character, but he isn't the lead of the movie. It doesn't feel like he's the oh, lead. Okay. Which yeah. is kind of like... that's I felt like that's typical Guy Ritchie. Because if you see Snatch, like, in a lot of the posters, you see... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, not Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he was in um, Sicario. Uh, uh, Benicio del Toro? Benicio. <clears throat> Benicio's all over Snatch, and he's, like, in the movie for maybe, like, the first... 40 minutes of the movie or half an hour and right. then he kicks the bucket and then he just spoiler. follows these other people. Spoiler. Spoiler if you haven't seen well, it yet. from 2000. That's true. That's yeah. right. we'll, we'll give him credit there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess he does a pretty good job of uh, misleading our audience. Of yeah, because that's what Guy Ritchie does. He kind of likes to throw you in this direction but then later on in the movie they show you all how all the other these other wheels have been turning and all this other subplots and how everything just ties in together which i can understand can be confusing mm -hmm. especially if you're not you've never seen any of these movies right yeah i mean it i wouldn't say that i was confused i'm just i was just more like where where are we going yeah, right yeah now? where are you going yeah where, what's happening right now and so with all that being said uh it just didn't land for me even though toward the end when we were finally getting somewhere i was appreciating where we were at the yeah. end of it so like all right, I like where we go. And he got a little meta, too. Yes, it does get very meta. It does get a little meta. And so after all that, I'm like, all right, well, we're here. And I eventually, I, you know, I watched a movie. So yeah. it was a, it was a movie. It was a movie. Yeah. It was it was like it wasn't great. I did like it's easily forgettable. Like I saw it. I saw it before we talked about the Oscars last week. And so I was kind of holding it back for our next episode since this episode with last one's all about the Oscars. And so it's been a minute. But I will tell you this. Now, since it's been a minute, it's an easily forgettable movie, in my opinion. Mm. Like, you watch it, and you're like, all right, cool, I saw it. And then I see other things, I'm like, I couldn't tell you what happened exactly, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, I, but I saw it. <laughs> so, there was that. And then I also saw... Um, <laughs> I saw this one yesterday, Ernesto. Um, I don't know why. I was bored. And since I'm an A-list member now... I might as well just take advantage of... Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Okay. I took advantage of what, what you know my past has to offer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw Doolittle. Oh. All right. How bad is it? It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, fell, I fell asleep twice. <laughs> he just... He's not... I guess... Do you, what, what is it? Do you just see RDJ... No, too much as Iron Man? No, I or? don't. That, that's not the problem. What I, I felt like this movie, for some reason, I felt like to get through this movie, I want to imagine Iron Man in a coma after Endgame. <laughs> He's not dead. He's in a coma. And so in his coma, for some reason, all of his best pals on the Avengers are talking animals right now. You have Spider-Man as a dog with glasses, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that, he's there, and, uh, Remy Malik, he's a gorilla. John Oscar Cena. Oscar Award winner. Oscar Award winner is a gorilla, who is a shy gorilla. Antonio Banderas is in this movie? Yeah, Antonio Banderas. Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson's a parrot. <laughs> uh, Benicio Del Toro, I don't know who he is, I forgot. Octavia Spencer's in this movie? Oh, yeah, she's a duck. <laughs> Kumal Nanjani? Yeah, yeah, that's the ostrich. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, there's a guy. Craig Robinson, Ralph Fiennes. Oh yeah. Freaking Voldemort. <laughs> was he a snake at least? No, he was not. Selena oh. Gomez. I forgot what she was. I have wow. To, 
All right. Uh, there, uh, in that in that IMDb you're looking at, is that is they give you like the animal or just the the name? Just the names who they yeah. are. Okay. Uh, don't even bother. I okay. Don't, I, don't, <laughs> I remember them as the animal. I could not tell you what the names are. And so so yeah, Robert Downey Jr. made an interesting choice to do this movie after a long string of Marvel movies. Yeah. And I think that was the main reason why I wanted to see it. I'm like, what, what, what are you doing right now? Why did you choose to make this movie? Maybe it's something, something that I didn't see that's hidden. Like, you saw the script. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And now I'm thinking, but why did you um, want to do that? And didn't he, him and his wife also produce this movie? I have no idea what I, that I but believe so. <laughs> if that's the case, then why? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's funny. I just listened to him... Oh, sorry. I thought I said it directed by John Favreau, but it was no. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was an ad for something no. mixed in the whole IMDb. It was actually written and directed by Stephen Gaghan. Yeah, that that I remember reading that name yeah. when I woke up. <laughs> when you woke up, like oh oh um, no, he talked about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, I, I listened to it. He yeah, totally listened to um, it, yeah, if I remember correctly. He just he just wanted a he wanted something completely different. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, I'll give him that. It was completely different than what he's used to. He he decided to go with like a, a some weird Cockney accent, uh, for Doolittle. Well, he did a re he did research on that. It's supposed to be based on like an actual, like veterinarian or explorer or something. Yeah, I'd, I heard, I'd have to re-listen to the podcast. Yeah, and I, heard, tell you. I think they said that this was supposed to be more true to the books. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I never read the books, but I mean, but compared to the Eddie Murphy Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, which went a totally different direction. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, it definitely did. And with, I mean, with that one, it was like in modern day, correct? Yes, it was like a modern day take on Doolittle. Yeah, this one went back to the the eighteen nineteens, whatever. And uh, and so yeah, he, the movie starts out with him like he was, you know, really popular, talking to animals, being an animal doctor. And then something happened in the movie, and he closes doors for good, and that's kind of where we start off. There was actually a good animation. At the very beginning of the movie, describing where like his start and where oh, he is okay. now, and that was actually pretty good. Like the movie started out, I'm like, all right, this animation style is pretty, pretty cool. Like, all right, all right, <laughs> I, I see where you're going with this. And then from there, the movie just went. It just so went. It wasn't even a movie. You it wasn't. It wasn't even a movie. I mean, I would say that if you're interested in what Robert Downey Jr. is doing, go see it. But if you have, if that's that's the only thing I can give it, like the script was just really poorly written mm. oh ray finds was the tiger there you go oh, just remember that in my head <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute to took think about it <laughs> but i got it yep they were executive producers yeah. both robert Downey jr and his wife so. good 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 for them man yeah. if they if that's how they want to spend their money and you know what it's still making money though yeah it is it's it's, it's continuously in the top five in the I box office that. that's right yeah. as as either one either two or three consistently i think this week because it's been almost a month it, it's been out uh, it now dipped like the fours, but like, Jesus, like there's no other good movies out right now. I mean, it also might be like, is that the only family movie out right now? It could be. Well, besides, I mean, isn't Frozen Two still in theaters? Uh, yeah, but that's already yeah. available Almost at home out. release. Yeah, yeah. 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 so people I mean, can watch that. That's such a weird middle ground. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Like there's like sometimes there are theaters, there are movies that are still in the theaters because they're making money, but you can also watch it at home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's, they're typically like a month shelf life for films, on like the average, yeah. maybe a month and a half. If it's like big ones like Star Wars and Marvel and all that stuff, like Panther, like Panther, Marvel. yeah, you, you're getting them basically until they're getting a home release. But between the moment they get to the theater to the moment they get home release, you're looking at about three months. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you want to wait to see the movie, 
you just wait three months and you yeah, can exactly. see it at home. It's and you pay less if and you want to see the family. And now probably drop finally out of the top five with Sonic coming out this weekend. Oh yeah, I, I would imagine because Sonic is now the next family movie to come yeah, out. Exactly. So I, I mean, would assume that that one will be probably number one, um, if not number two. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping it gets some some love because unless it goes the other way, it can be a flop. Oh. Which would be really sad, it considering sad. Yeah. like all the protests and everything that went. I don't know, but there, I think there's a lot of hype around the movie because you know, of I everything so. that happened during production. Yeah, and then there also there got to be some Jim Carrey fans out there. Oh, who I'm a Jim Carrey fan. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. I'm seeing it regardless. Yeah. So I, I know I'm interested. I don't have my high hopes for it, but it's there. But if, if it could be a solid movie and not like the Chipmunks and Smurfs, right? Yeah. Ooh, I have a feeling it could walk that line though. <laughs> but it has oh. has a similar premise. <clears throat> yeah. A CG character who is not in their world. And now into our world. With James Marston. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a different career, James yeah. Marston. <laughs> what was it? He did the rabbit. He did the um, the rabbit movie, too, well, didn't hop, he? Hop. Hop. Hop or yeah. something. Yeah. With Russell Brand. Same thing. Yeah. Same he, thing. He yeah. Just, <laughs> just replace one CGI bunny with another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's that's his that's his career choices. Yeah. That not, in Westworld. That, well, that's yeah. true. Uh, but didn't he, didn't he, didn't he die? I don't. I don't know, Matt. Two? I don't remember. Right. Yeah. I think he did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Doolittle was was a bust for me. <laughs> I didn't get anything. The story was kind of all over the place. He had an apprentice in there, and he was all right. But I think that for me, what really killed it was the dialogue. This is truly a film for kids, and good for them. Uh, but it was like really. Like they went full kids on this, yeah. and I was mm. like, oh, I can't, I can't listen to you, Robbie, man. I just can't do it right now. I'm sorry. Uh, there was one cool part though, aside from the opening credits or opening animation. There was a um, a moment where Robbie Downey Jr. was acting like a gorilla, and he was talking a whole bunch of different languages, of uh, like within languages, the animal noises that he was making, and then there was like a, a an interesting transition to go from what you would be hearing compared to what he's hearing. So it was like it was almost like he was making gorilla noises, and then all of a sudden he's talking English, and then the gorillas talk in English, and but yeah, you're introduced with them talking like gorillas. So, so that was interesting. Like you decided to go down that route, and then also ants are gangsters. <laughs> what ants are gangsters? Yeah, like he had to like it, it was almost like he was being the Godfather, and he was like, "You got something for me." And, and he was like, "Yeah, I got these sugar cubes." Like, "All right, that you need, you got to give me two sugar cubes." I'm like, "All right, here's here's your two sugar cubes." He's like, "All right, you want information? I got your information. You want more information? I need more sugar cubes." And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> okay." And uh, the guy from uh, uh, he was from the Good Place. He plays Derek from the Good Place, um, and he was also in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he was also in Big Mouth. The I know the yeah, acting. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he's. I feel like he's everywhere. He was also in uh, the big the the league on FX as well, and he played a dragonfly. So there's that. There's that. So anyway, that's what all I got for that. Yeah, I'm gonna move on. And uh, I started uh, the Clone Wars, Star Wars: The Clone Wars on um, on Disney Plus. That's all of it's on Disney Plus right now. And what I didn't know, I had to go, Chris told me this actually, and he said that there was a list of chronological order yes. of how to view them. Yeah. I did not know, like, they started off, like, yeah, if you, yeah, it's, it's such a weird order they decided to do this on. So like, if, if anyone's wanted to start it, they actually rec, and this is from Disney Star Wars website, 
themselves. Like they put out an official yeah. list. So I can't just go season one, episode one, and just watch it in order. No, I no. mean you could, but it's not. That's not the chronological order. Like the stories don't follow each. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So they recommended you to start with ep- season two, episode sixteen. What? And yeah. then season one, episode sixteen, and then the movie. Right, that came out, which yeah. is about an hour and a half, and then after that, and I'm like, all right, so then I start with episode one, right? No, you're wrong. You go, <laughs> you go to season three, episode one, and then you go to season three, episode three, and then you can start the first episode, season one, episode one. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but can you watch the story unfold? Can you still watch the story unfold, watching it season one, episode one, and learning it as you go? So, okay, so this is, so far I am, according to this list, I don't really know how many episodes, actually I can't, um, let's see, I'm about, I have now watched 11 episodes or 10 episodes based on this weird ass order here. Yeah, so. that's, that sounds like too much, I was just, you know, season yeah. one, let's go. Right, yeah. right. I want to watch it how you released it, like, didn't yeah. they, did they not release it? The show no. the way they wanted to tell the story. I don't think so. It doesn't look like. It's it. like they, well, they just just draw shit. Come on, we'll just tell the story this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I like so right now. Like I said, I've watched about ten or eleven episodes so far, and what I've gotten the gist of this, the, it feels like you are watching maybe one episode story arcs, or like three episode story arcs. But like, you also treat it as like an anthology series because it doesn't start off with kicking anything off. Yeah, it's just. Here's a Star Wars story. And this in, is a situation. And this is the situation. Oh, okay. So you don't have to watch it chronologically. No, but oh, okay. you, <laughs> you don't because at the beginning of every episode, there's like a narrator that kind of tells you what's going on. Like old serials. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And okay, so he's like, fine. the Galactic Empire is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was thank good. you. What is yeah. General Kenobi going to do? Yeah. That's pretty much exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like it's and like it's like a maybe like a three sentence, four sentence, yeah. like little like quip quip things about what's going on in the situation, and then like they do like a slow pan toward whatever wherever the action is, mm. and so that's kind of like the gist of like every episode. Even the movie started off that way too, and like here's what's going on. <laughs> like, All right, whoa, down. whoa! <laughs> also, that the guy who voices in the beginning of every episode, he's actually an admiral on the show as well mm. uh, because I'm like there's no way that that guy is doing him well it was like there's no way that he is not the admiral because that that's such a distinctive voice yeah like, I hear every beginning of every episode um, so 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 that's how I'm treating it it's like you're getting like these little stories that are happening within the Star Wars universe at the time of the Clone Wars so, if you look at it that way, I feel like you can get more enjoyment out of it. You can probably start episode one and just continue down. It's just, for you, those situations would be flashbacks. Mm. But I guess you wouldn't know because they're just they're just as random stories as kind of popping in and out. So, like, right now, I saw, like, a story arc that lasted about three or four episodes. And then now we're doing something completely different. Following different characters, sometimes you don't even see Obi Wan or, or um, Anakin. Anakin, you're just following just the clones of that in that episode. So they're just like these random episodes. I mean, random stories that they try to plot in there. And I guess that's what the feel is for the whole show. I'm assuming. Have you seen any of it? Uh, I'm actually on the same uh, boat as you. I'm uh, trying to wa- start watching it. Okay. And watching it chronologically. Uh, 
I think no, it wasn't this week. I saw like a couple of the episodes because they have. Uh, if you look at Disney Plus, they have yeah. like a couple of like essential episodes of oh, Clone Wars. Okay, and I started watching some of the ones that had to do with uh, Mandalore. Mm. Oh so yeah, I was just watching uh, the Mandalorian, so I just went. Oh, I'll just watch it, even right. though I'm gonna probably watch it later chronologically. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's kind of like if you want to like follow a certain story, I guess you can like pick through and do that if you want to. Okay. So there, so there's that. So that's interesting. And then already like in the in the movie. The Clone Wars movie, I found two things that I'm like, holy shit, this has been here for years. Yes. One of them is the uh, IG unit that Taika Waititi played. Mm. Like, he's an assassin. Not, yeah. not, not that character, but that droid. Is an assassin droid. Is an assassin droid right. that was featured in one of the one of the episodes or in the movie. And he, like, he like um, uh, captured Senator uh, Amidala. And I was like, holy shit, that's that Taika Waititi right there. I know. It's been here for years and I didn't even know. Yeah, that's like 2007 right now. That's yeah. 13 years ago. That's a good thing. That's a nice thing about Star Wars. You can yeah. definitely go back and see things and like, oh yeah, I'm going to use that. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically. And then be like, oh, that makes sense. Right, or at least this is where it came from at the yeah. very least. Also, like the in the first episode, The Mandalorian, where uh, the, Mandal- the Mandalorian was like riding on this big frog looking thing to go through the desert. That's been there. They've been doing that for years, apparently. Mm. For me, this is all new shit. And they're like, no, we've been doing this, man. Know your Star Wars shit. (laughs) Get on it, man. Get on it, seriously. (laughs) So those are cool little tidbits I'm picking up on it as well. And then the last thing I saw was um, uh, I finished The Good Place. They wrapped up their final Uh, season. I didn't didn't watch the finale yet. You didn't watch the finale yet? I forgot. I've been so busy. (laughs) All right, that's fair. Um, Yeah, they ended it. They ended it nicely. I like the way they ended. I think going back and you watching four seasons of this show, it all kind of ties in very nicely. So I was satisfied with how they ended it. And it wasn't like, it was very emotional, but I didn't cry about it. Mm. I'm a man. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with crying during movies no, or no, shows? No, no, but like, they got to really hit me. Like, Oh, it's got to really yeah, hit Yeah, it got to really hit me. Yeah. yeah. Avengers Endgame? Yeah, I was a baby. I bet. <laughs> I was a big I didn't baby. cry the first time. Really? You yeah. cried you cried the second time? The second time. Of Endgame? Yeah. Why the second time? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, but I, I, I did get place. I did get teary eyed. <laughs> okay. Especially right. at that scene and but the second time it definitely got, it got, it got you. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Alright, Ernesto, what you've been watching? Uh is that it for you? Yeah, that's it. Uh so I watched some on HBO, I watched uh Ma with, oh, like, with, Octavia, with Octavia Spencer. Spencer. How was that? It was it was good. It's a good <laughs> it's a good teen horror flick. Teen horror, okay. Yeah, so like, you know, our outlandish crazy shit happens, and you're like, that would never happen in real life, but it's like teenagers, like, they're like, oh yeah, that would be real. Like, at one point, Octavia Spencer is like this, you know, have you seen the premise? Yeah, you know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. she, she, um, she makes friends with these uh, teenagers, and they, so they can start drinking at her house, but then she becomes really obsessive, and it's really like a sadistic plot. To like try to not get back at people from high school, but like so she, they're con- they're all connected. Oh, it's they're a revenge, all con- revenge story. Yeah, kind of like a revenge no. story. So, so basically, does she see similar like these kids of today are acting very similar to the kids in the past, and so she wants to? No, they're related. No, I. Oh. And that's I'm that's not giving anything away. They give that away in the trailer. Yeah, aren't they? Those are the, the parents. They're kids. Yeah. yeah, those are the kids. Uh-huh. Kind of like the Freddy Krueger thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of like the same thing. But you know what? Octavia Spencer is literally the best. If you, if I anything, imagine, yeah, she's literally the best thing about the movie because it's just interesting to see her play some crazy batshit older lady. Like, <laughs> yeah, she won an Oscar. Yeah, she did win an Oscar, and I just saw her as a duck. 
So. <laughs> I just saw her as a duck. So. She's cleaning house. But this movie was directed by Tate Taylor, who also directed The Help. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. And uh, Get On Up. Oh, do you remember yeah. Get On Up? Yes, I do. do wow. you know? You know what? Yeah, I didn't realize that that was Chadwick Boseman. I didn't realize. Chadwick Boseman's been Jackie Robinson. Uh, in 24. James 20, Brown. 42, 42. 42, 42 yeah. 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 And then uh, he was also James, James Brown. He was James Brown. Wow. Now he's fucking Black Panther. Now he's Black Panther. <laughs> what, what, what can not this yeah. man do? What can this man what not kind, do? What kind of forever? <laughs> uh, and I don't know if we mentioned it last time. This is kind of my list for the past couple weeks. Yeah, sure. Um, me and my wife, we finished You Season 2. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You finished it. Yeah. Have you watched You? No. Okay. All right. No spoilers, man. Damn it. Sorry. You, can't, you know the rules. Is that the I one know. with the uh, guy who's obsessive? Yes. Yeah, you're oh, in you his head. You can go ahead. The whole I'm show. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> I already saw it. I was like, nah, nah not for me. Next. Right, Matt, what did you think? What did you the think? The ending? I, li- I like where we're going. I, I There was a twist. I told you there was a twist coming. I didn't see that as a, t- I didn't see that as a twist. No, that that was definitely a twist. For me, anyway. That was definitely a twist. It, like was like second to last episode? Like episode eight or nine or something like that? Are you which not? Nah, I'm talking about the actual ending of the season. Oh, oh, the actual like last frames in the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that wasn't a twist. I was like that. Oh, that's season three setup. Yeah. That, no, that's for sure. Like the last five minutes of that movie, the the, te- the last five minutes of the season was a setup for season three. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Well, because there's like add, there's some some added dynamics with what's going on with his girl right and the baby mm-hmm. spoiler alert i guess we'll put that in the notes <laughs> uh, there was a baby there there will be a baby there will that's right it's not out yet not out yet not there yet. will be a baby coming soon baby. And now with him <laughs> being kind of creeper in love with his neighbor yeah pretty much that's pretty much how then it's 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 like this show does a really good job of thinking of, for for the audience to think that everything is wrapped up and then at the last minute they're just like Here's this extra nugget that here, we're going to tap in here. Here's my concern. Oh, okay. Is that they're going to go down this route and they're going to keep going, well, we got to keep amping shit up and making shit crazier. Yeah. And then it's going to come to a point where people are going to be like, mm, too far. Too far? <laughs> they're going to jump the shark? Yeah. It's like, mm, it's like they're going to do some like superhero type shit. You know what I mean? Like, how many people is he going to kill? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it, but I get what you're saying. It's like, how far are you guys going to take this? Yeah. Like where? What is the? What is your? What story are you trying to tell? What right. is the end goal? Like, yeah. don't have this be a consistent setup for another season. Okay. Like, I don't need like seven seasons of him creeping on another girl. Like, this eventually needs to end somewhere. Okay. It needs, I, to, it needs to grow somewhere. I see what you mean now. All right. So basically, you don't because this. I, I'll give you that. So like these seasons have been self-contained seasons with a little. Little like here's a tease for the next season, but overall, what's the overall story of this entire show? I don't think we have one. That is a concern. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hence my concern. Yeah, no, I understand so your concern. Season yeah. three is gonna make it or break it for me. Okay, uh-huh. but, whether or not. Yeah, I guess we'll find out on Christmas. And I'll find out. It'll. You know what's weird is that it'll take me probably like two or three episodes to, to know. Yeah, I'll be like, or not mm, I'll either be all in or I'm done. Okay. I mean, they could really, they could, re- I, we don't know how far in the future they're going to go with this. So they could either be like, um, we're just going to like start where we left off in season two, or it's going to be like five years later. And this is what we're going to do. So like, cause I've been burned before where I constantly watch AKA the walking dead. Oh yeah. 
I never got into that. Really? I was. You never, I got. You never Walking Dead? No. I got really? maybe. Yeah. I got maybe five or six. I think we made it to like season seven, and I was like, "All right, babe, I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> like, yeah. And then eventually, I heard that they they found that. Well, it's either fifty fifty. You either hate the ending or love the ending, but they ended it. Fine. At least I did they. I no, no, no. They ended the comic book. The comic book. The yeah. show hasn't ended yet. Show no. still going on. No way. Yeah. Are they going down the uh, Grey's Anatomy route? Oh yeah. They're <laughs> twenty. It's like Days of Our Lives of Walking Dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> days of Our Lives Zombies. <laughs> um, no, that show is still going on. You got like about I think they're on season ten now, maybe eleven. I don't know how many seasons there are, but I stopped whenever Negan got in. That was yeah, and I was really excited for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, I I don't know. I guess for some reason. Well. Well, here's the thing. So, Negan was introduced in season whatever. I don't really know. It wasn't at the end? The end of a season, he was introduced. And then at the beginning of the next season, it was almost like, who is he going to kill? Yeah, I Who's, remember that. Yeah, exactly. That was like the big thing. We even we even talked about it, Ernesto, on uh, Beyond the Credits. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, yeah, we did. It was the, it was the season premiere. Yeah. And we were trying to make bets. more Not, not bets, but we were trying to guess who was he going to who's gonna whack off with yeah. Lucille. And and then we saw it, and that was the last episode I saw. After that, I mean, I'm not sure if it's... Is it, is it, should we just say who, who he killed? I mean, it's been a while now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, if you don't know, I'm sorry. Um, he killed off Glenn, and he killed off Abraham. Yeah. Which was BS... Only because they did that whole BS thing the the prior season before when you when they thought they killed him right, the and Glenn, then yes. he freaking went on TV. It's like, don't worry, guys, I'll be back. Like, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Glenn, I don't think you were supposed to do that. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? He <laughs> no, made like no, a TV yeah. spot, like yeah, saying, like, "Oh, don't worry, guys, I'll be back uh, next season." No, you're not. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you'll be back for like two episodes. Yeah, and they killed you anyway. They, yeah, that that whole fake out was definitely not. A good, a good move on Walking Dead part, and so yeah. And then after that, Megan's like, "I'm done," and I was like, "Okay, cool. I'll just watch it without you." And then I never did. <laughs> like I don't know why. Just like, well, now watching it with somebody is no longer not happening. And then uh, just never, never got back into it. Do you know how far did you get? Um, we got till seven, almost eight. So according to the Independent uh, and sources close to the show. It will end end with its twelfth season in March of twenty two uh twenty twenty two. Oh my god. Why? Why? Twenty twenty two. How much story I guess they're got? gonna they're just gonna go to the end of the comic. Like fuck No, it. but but I they, think they surpassed they, the comic. They've already surpassed the comic. Really? Well, I don't wanna give I don't wanna give away anything for the people well, it's already ruined for me, so I could do the same, but I'm choosing not to. Be a better person. There man. you go. <laughs> uh, the internet ruined how the comic ended for me, or at least in the last, the second to last issue of what happened there. But something happened in the at the end of the comic. And interestingly enough, about uh, I think it's Robert Kirkman, who's who's the creator of the yeah. yeah yeah he he so he faked out everybody. It was actually a really smart move. He he um, he said right before. This the, the that issue was out. I'm not sure what issue it was of the of the of the comic book, but he said maybe a day or two before it was released, he said this is the last one, and he had fake titles and dates going I on remember that, yeah. for for the rest of the year. And but then he just went and said, nope, those are fake. These this 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 issue that's coming out is the last one. 
and everyone was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what?" <laughs> and and but the show, from my understanding of how the comic book ended, the show already did that, and now they're just doing their own thing right now. So interesting. Yeah, so if you're saying that they're going to be ending in 2022 with season 12, that means they're about to start season 10 this year. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been a minute since I've hopped on board with The Walking Dead. And now the only thing with that is like now since the comic book has ended, that makes me a little bit interested in maybe picking the show back up. But I... Yeah, the, there's the, so much other shit to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of... And also heard that um, their Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick, is making a movie. A TV movie? What? Or or in theaters with with Rick? Not there. I don't know. Because I think Rick is off the show now. Yeah. And he is continuing the Rick story as as a feature. I guess he's just going full Rick. That's just gonna be <laughs> his. That's gonna Rick. be his career. <laughs> I guess so. He he's like this is the best I'm gonna yeah. get. So. And then, but then you have like you know thinking this is the best you're gonna do. Then you have uh, John. Uh, he played Shane in in The Walking Dead. John Berth Berthol. John Berthol. Ber- yeah. Berthol. Yeah. Yeah. The Punisher. Look, look how much he's done after The Walking yeah. Dead. He's like two seasons. I'm out. Done. Yeah. And yeah. now, now I'm the Punisher, bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, he was on during Walking Dead during the height of Walking Dead. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or was it? Maybe he was longer for two seasons. He could have lost for th- maybe two or three. Either two or three. Yeah, yeah. Either way, he like he did it in this peak. He got out, and now he's been doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. You see him in movies, and he's a Punisher. Hopefully he comes back as a Punisher. Yeah. Even though I've never seen the show. What? I never saw the Punisher. Why? You're such a Marvel fan. I know. Like the the Netflix stuff, just like it got, it got too much. What do you mean it got too much? It's just, it's a lot going on on the Netflix shows. Uh, I agree. It just I agree. like it's just I like agree. I gotta watch 13 episodes of this and 13 episodes of that, and I and like I don't the same. It's the same reason why I haven't caught up with the DC stuff on on CW. It's just like so if I want to understand this whole story. I gotta sit to I gotta sit through twenty two episodes of Arrow and Flash and DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl and Black Lightning and now Batwoman. Yeah, are you talking sorry. about the the Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, all that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just in general. Like for me, I want to know the complete story, so I know I just can't follow Flash. And then all of a sudden, Arrow pops in and be like, "Hey guys," I'm like, "Well, why the fuck is he here? I'm not gonna watch damn Arrow." <laughs> <laughs> But well, those are just supposed to be like, oh, you like this character? He's got his own shit over here that you could watch. I think what put a bad taste in my mouth was Iron Fist. Oh, that yeah. that kind of oh. killed it for you? Yeah. Because I actually liked Luke Cage oh. season I loved one. I Luke Cage. Yeah, it was great. But then Iron Fist, I was like, gosh, shut up. <laughs> like, is there two seasons of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Iron Fist? Yeah. There's, I've only mm-hmm. seen. I didn't know that. I thought yeah, there was only seasons. one. So yeah. when, when Disney's like, hey, Netflix... Never mind. We want all of our stuff back. Yeah. <laughs> what they should have done is they did it. Should have did Luke Cage and Iron Fist together as one show. I think that was a plan. Until yeah, that was, I think that I think was a plan. We for were getting some, there. Yeah, because yeah, didn't they introduce him in like uh, Luke Cage season two? They well, no, no. Iron Fist was introduced in Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah no, but I mean, but didn't he come on? He to did. The yeah, show? he did. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were supposed to be uh, heroes for hire. I think they were getting to that point, yeah. and they might have had their own show. But then, you know, Disney is like, hey, Netflix, you're not making any more shows. Yeah. They probably got greedy. Like, ooh, we could do it all in one. Or we could do their lead up and then his lead up. Yeah, I think that's what you see, like, because they were leading up to the uh, to the um, Defenders. Defenders. Yeah. Which was good. I thought well, Defenders no, was No, I thought bad. it was fine. Like, I, that's where I stopped. So, like, I have not seen season three of Daredevil, season two or three of 
Jessica Jones. Yeah, I'm I did not missing much on Jessica Jones. Daredevil's pretty is isn't. I heard Daredevil decent. was good. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil's decent, and the fighting is the fight incredible. scenes are incredible. Do you, think, in yeah. show. do you think any of them are going to come back on maybe Disney Plus? I, I I would hope that at least Daredevil and Punisher will come back. I like Luke Cage too, but I know he's probably not. Gonna I come dropped back. off after, on during season two. Really, you just stopped watching. Yeah, you see, I you know what? I don't think those characters are completely dead. I just don't know no. if they're gonna. I just don't know if they're gonna get their own shows again. Yeah, not if they're, gonna, but involved in some way. Yeah, that ties into the MCU would yeah. be nice. I think they still did. A, they did a great job of casting. Oh yeah, of these guys, like, with with the exception of Iron Fist. Although they oh, did yeah. have a missed opportunity, and not they should have gotten like every single Marvel character, like to come out for uh, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, for the I haven't seen Endgame. I was that would have been cool. I was, I was listening to a podcast, or maybe I read something online, of either they were talking to the writers or the Russo brothers for Endgame, and they thought about doing that, but they didn't want to confuse the audience of having these random people in the final battle scene. But you know what? They didn't need to... They, we don't need close-ups of them. Right. You could have done like one wide shot of like them and have them mixed in with other people that other people would notice, so mm-hmm. that you get reactions yeah. from both sets of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Missed fucking missed opportunity because that would have been awesome. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, I think yeah. the only time they've done that was actually in Endgame, where they when Tony went to see his father in the past, there was a driver there, uh, who was uh, Alf. No, no, I'm Alfred. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> not Alfred, uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. And that character and that actor was introduced in Agent Carter, and that was the first time. A Marvel TV show was in the movies. Oh, okay. oh, well, in, introduced in TV, then in movies. Okay. Mm. So that was so far. That's the only time that's ever been done. But they have crossed over the other way because I mean, oh yeah, plenty, Sam, plenty of times. You know, Sam yeah. Jackson was on Agents, Agents of, of Shield. Shield. Yep. So was um from Thor. Uh, Lady Lady Sith. Lady Sith. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was. Yeah. She did the. That's when they were trying to figure out what they were trying to do. Yeah. And then eventually they're like, we're just gonna do our own thing. I'm like, that's you're probably better. Yeah, off you're probably better that. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anything else you've been watching? Uh, Harry. I want uh, family and I. We watched Harriet. Okay. That uh, the bio. I guess do you consider it's, it's a biopic. It's a yeah. biopic. Yeah. It was. It was enjoyable. I yeah. thought it was really good. I felt like it was meant for a younger audience. A younger audience. Only reason I say that is because of like the historical significance of the film. For sure, yeah. But they don't. They make it a point. You know, they use the N word sparingly. Mm-hmm. When you know, it could be like riddled everywhere. You know, it could be like right. almost every other word. And they don't even say you like know in Django. Yeah, <laughs> you know what no, I mean. No, not like in Django. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think they only dropped the f bomb one time. Okay. So I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was great. And just kind of like the way they told the story. It's like they were like over telling it. I was like. It's like I already got that. It's like, yeah. why are you telling me that again? I was like, right. maybe they are they meant. Is this meant for like somebody younger than me? Well, I mean, maybe. I think they want people to know this story. A hundred percent for it's, sure. But yeah. it, I like the way they tell the story. Yeah, and man, that was a good song. I'm actually kind of disappointed, and I know we'll talk about the Oscars in a little bit. That uh, her song "Stand Up" didn't win. I know, yeah. I know, I, I agree with that. I think it should have won because it was. It's a great song. It's a, yeah. That's a powerful song. Yeah, it is it really is. good. When I, that was the first time I heard it on the show, and I was just like. This song is good. This song should definitely take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I, I wasn't surprised with what we ended up having. No, I wasn't surprised either. But I, I would say that if there was a song that was written for a movie, 
that encompasses not only the movie but the life story of Harriet yeah. Tubman, that's it right there. That was the song. It also gives you the feel of like the kind of like the action feel that the movie had, like that yeah. suspense of mm-hmm. like her having to keep going back and forth. Like, don't tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she, basically, she, she was saying. And it was that. nice to see uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, who, if you don't know, who was uh, Aaron Burr during the Hamilton musical. So it's like oh. that same kind of time period. It's yeah. Like, hey, I know you. He, I've seen you wear that before. <laughs> you're not you're not singing this time, but you're there. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm all right. Yeah, he was good. It was good to see him in that movie as well. Um, and then you know we watched Birds of Prey. Right. So you want to? Are you want to talk Oscars, Matt? No, not yet. No, we got. We got. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Juan. You, you, you hey. he's right here. Man. I thought he already went. No. Usually we start with him. That's fair. Yeah. We did. We do typically. We just do. Which start I'm with the one who asked you, so you actually did. it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's I, all good. Yeah. All right, Juan, what are you watching? All right, uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Disney Plus. I finished Rebels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I left off. I think at the beginning of season two when it first originally came out, mm-hmm. and then like. I got busy with school. I didn't. I a bunch of stuff happened, and now I had some time to actually watch it, and it was nice to see it and actually fill in some holes. Holes from like as just far like as... like we were saying with clones, like things that oh, appear. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing that upset me was like, I think in Rebels they showed the stormtroopers that actually had jetpacks. In Rebels. Yeah. But and are you saying that that didn't happen in? No, but I mean the way that they make it seem like it when we saw. Uh, in Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker, they made it seem like it was something new they've never seen before. Oh, I see. I see. And so, like, these, these jetpacks have been around for a yeah, long time. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you guys shouldn't be surprised. Oh, they fly now? <laughs> yeah. I was like, but, I, I've, but I've seen them, but in the video games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if, if you're just, maybe if you're just watching the movies, they fly now. But yeah. if you're, like, involved with everything Star Wars, like, they've been flying, dude. News. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Old news. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> So it was nice to see it all wrap up, and um, yeah, and then from there I went to uh, w- what I was talking about earlier was uh, watching uh, Clone Clone Wars. Clone. So you you decided to watch Rebels? Yes. First. Yeah, because it was and fresh then, on my mind because I had watched it previously. Yeah, since okay. season one. So yeah, so was that is that an interesting transition to go from something that was taking place between episodes three and four, and now this one's during episodes two and three? Eh kind of does i mean because it definitely makes me want to go back and see like clone wars like especially like with the darth maul stuff right right right. yeah to see his journey Mm -hmm. um it definitely piqued my interest to go back and watch it because i don't mind going back to watch stuff i mean everything's spoiled now for everything so it's kind of like yeah you just gotta take it and then just go and watch it yourself Mm -hmm. yeah exactly that's the only that's the best way you're gonna get that experience I would say with the Clone Wars, though, like, I'm not sure how the action is in, in Rebels, but, like, every episode of the Clone Wars so far, that, the the war aspect of it, like, the, the space battles, the, the Jedi battles, like, the lightsaber battles, I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> George Lucas, what the hell you were doing with the Clone Wars because this was way better. Yeah, interesting. Like, you're getting, like, the, like, the, the Jedi experience yeah. of, like, like really intense lightsaber battles and using the force and all that. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is a good idea for a TV show. Like you, and you'll probably tell people watch Phantom Menace, then go into Clone Wars. Right. The, yeah. the, the series. The series. And then if you want to, you can watch the, the, mo- the, the movie. <laughs> if you want to. If, if you, you really want if to. If you really want to. But if you even really want to hear bad dialogue and acting. <laughs> yeah. But you need to watch the movie to get to the TV show first. Yeah. I would say that, but I would just tell <laughs> but, people. But you don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. 
I mean, if you, but if you're trying to get like the whole Star Wars yeah. thing, yeah, that that's a recommendation. But I guess you can easily just go right into it, and if you know a little bit about Star Wars, then yeah, you're good to go there. Um, and that's it for Disney Plus. Okay. Um, then on Prime, I saw uh, for a few dollars more. For a few dollars more. What did you see for a few dollars more? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What's what's the plot of that or what? That's, uh, you guys all seen uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yes. Oh, the the Western. Yes. 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 For a few dollars more, you get a Western. So sorry. <laughs> Keep going. He's gonna yeah, need yeah. a minute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's the movie right before uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of like you know, almost all, that series of movies that Clint Eastwood did. There, each movie is its own thing. It's like an anthology. Almost. Mm. Yeah, it almost kind of feels like Indiana Jones in a sense. Yeah. You know, like like well, not obviously. Um, I think it's called the Man with No Name trilogy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so like I think it's a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and the good and bad and the ugly. And yeah, they kind of just like here's Clint Eastwood being a cowboy, and here's a two hour story, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of like what we see with uh, the Mandalorian, which is these old samurai movies. Yeah, yeah, which is like these long Ronins who have no masters and they're just roaming around, Mm -hmm. and then they get themselves into trouble, and then they they come out and on top at the end of the movie, and then. Next adventure continues. It, just, it sounds like Indiana Jones to me, basically, yeah. and I've yeah. seen all of them too. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, the good and the bad are definitely one of my top movies that I love to watch. Okay, it made me love film. Um, but I had never I seen for a fistful of dollars before, and I was like, oh, this is a good movie, like mm-hmm. to lead up to uh, the good and the bad and the ugly. But I've never seen for a few dollars more. So wait a minute. <laughs> so you've seen three, yes, and you've seen one. But you never got around to two. Two, to okay. two. Interesting. Yeah. Even though they don't, you don't need to watch these in any order. Yeah. But actually, wait a minute. I, I think one person, one of the cowboys, was introduced in the first movie. I yeah. think he comes back in the third one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It's see, been a while since I've since I've seen those. Yeah. So in the second one, um, there's this one scene that I love watching it for. It's the introduction of of the bad guy. Okay. And it's just like him, just a monologue for like ten minutes. And the score just swells up as he keeps on talking and talking. And he's just torturing these people. And I'm like, when I see a film and I want to see a, a villain introduced, this is how I want to see him introduced. Yeah. Mm. I want you to show me how diabolical this guy is. And the score, the acting, all that works, especially in that scene. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you don't really maybe get those nowadays. Yeah. It's just, it's just like a, a like a five-minute scene. Like, here's um, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm evil. Cool. Now let's go back to our hero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much how that, how that goes. Uh, anything else? Uh, that was it for Prime. And then most of the stuff that I watched was on Netflix. I saw The Master last Friday before the Oscars. The Master. That's that? the uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and um, what's his name? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay. All right. It's about yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like a leader of a cult. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix is this, um, he used to be a sailor, but okay. he was an alcoholic. Like there's some scenes in the movie where they show you how much of an alcohol, how alcohol dependent he is. Mm. Like he's in a submarine, he's in a submarine. He goes downstairs 
to one of the torpedoes, cuts the, the gas line on it, and just pours the gasoline into a tin cup. And he ju- you just see him take sips of it. And all he does throughout the whole movie is just make like his own like booze out of like paint thinner, gas. Oh my god. Jeez. But it was, but it was really it was good. But it was really yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the things that I saw watching the movie. I'm like, I can see where he pulled a lot of the stuff that he does in this movie for the Joker. Okay. All right. And um, you know, it's just your standard PTA movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um but yeah, but I think it was a good uh lead in to see, you know, if you haven't seen how good Joaquin Phoenix is as an actor, yeah, yeah, that was one of those movies where it was like, you know, this guy really could act. Okay, so like the this isn't coming from nowhere. He's yeah, been, exactly. he's been doing this for a while. He's been now. doing this for a while. Yeah, for sure. Kind of like with Leo. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's always around. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I saw Purple Rain, which I've never seen. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, with, uh, uh, Prince. Prince. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've never. I've also never seen Purple Rain. It's been a long time. Long, long time since I've seen. Yeah. That. Yeah, but that soundtrack so good for a musical like that was that's a record i can play back and forth interesting okay um, so it was i'm so i don't know nothing about purple rain so is it a biopic is it a musical what is it it's exactly? a musical slash semi-biographical movie mm-hmm. that he stars in yes that yeah. he stars in and he plays his character is called the kid okay who who plays in a house band at this one club in uh, i think it's minnesota and then uh, he has a rival, and he falls in love with some girls. A whole bunch of stuff happens, but um, the music's always playing around, and it weaves into the movie really well. Hmm. Okay. And it usually shows what's going on in the during the movie, like in during that moment, like the song will relate to what's happening. Okay. Basically, it's a movie about Prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they said. The, the character is based on the character. An acting debut playing the kid, a character based in based in part on Prince himself. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Which you could definitely see in that. It's a, it's a rock it's considered a rock musical drama. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming at some points he breaks out into song in one of his Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Interesting. It's definitely an 80s movie though. Yeah, oh, you get the eighties feel there? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, let me see what else did I see. I had never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah and I we, know. You just now got to it. Yes, Mueller. Yeah, Mueller. <laughs> uh, Ultimate uh, skip day movie. Yeah. So did you? Uh, so watching it today, did how much was the movie spoiled for you, or how much did you know about it before walking in? I knew certain things about the movie, but not exactly how it, everything weaves in together. Like I've I've seen the parade, the parade scene. Yeah. Uh, the chases that he has. Right, right. But I hadn't seen it all, like, you know. All together. All together. Right. So, like, the story for you wasn't really spoiled. No. You just, you just, you saw scenes, but never really investigated into exactly. looking what the story was about. So now, with all of it together, how did you, how did you like it? I really liked it. I yeah. mean, I grew up in the 90s, so I could see how this resonated with a lot of people. I I could see this movie definitely being remade. Oh, Okay, I'm not sure about that one. I wouldn't want it to. Okay, but I can definitely see the studios being like, "No, hey, you know that movie Ferris Bueller? You should redo it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I get at this point, any any movies on the table yeah. getting remade at this point. But I, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't want it to get remade. It's, yeah. it's, it's like one of those movies. It's for its time. Yeah, and you don't want to really touch it. Yeah. So and the, and I love watching that end credit scene. 
probably yeah. one of the first end credit scenes I've just seen. At least one of the most popular ones. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And definitely seeing that callback in Deadpool is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else did I see. Uh, I started rewatching Altered Carbon. I never, never started. Yeah, yeah never, never got did. into that. Yeah, I mean it's a side. It's a, <laughs> yeah. If you don't like Blade Runner, you're not gonna like this movie. Is this in the I world like of, Blade Runner though. Yeah. Is this in the world of Blade Runner? But it's kind of uh the same uh or style. Same style, yeah. Oh, like okay. Cyberpunk. Yeah. And, um and isn't uh Anthony Mackie? Yes, in he's in the he's m- in the next m- season. Next season. That's not out yet. I think it comes out in a week or two weeks. I'm not yeah. sure. I know it's coming around soon. Yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to recatch up and watch the whole season again. I remember the first time I saw it, I think I saw it in one night. You saw the whole season in one I night? I saw the whole season in one night. Oh, that's a long Is that night. good? I, for me, it was. Okay. Oh, okay. Because, like... If you like noirs, ah, detective... Okay. No, I'm going to pass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I might give it a try. I might give it a try. Uh, it's like, I wasn't a big fan of Blade Runner, the first one. I well, wasn't... the first one is not for everyone. Yeah. No, and then I saw Blade Runner 2049, and that was as... You know, all right. It's just like the noir. Maybe it's not a fan of noir. Just like well, that's fine. the it's slow, slow move. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's slow, slow burn. burn. Yeah. And so I'm like, come on, man, get to it. Yeah, I remember when 2049 came out. I think it was me and Chris went to uh, Winter Park Regal to watch the uh, double feature. Oh, that's yeah. a long day. Yeah, we saw Blade Runner <laughs> original. Then we saw Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend came home and she fell asleep. She fell asleep in the first one, and I'm like. <laughs> I looked over. I'm like, Weak. it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I'm like, it's all right. It's, yeah. it's not for everyone. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. not. But thanks for coming. All right. My wife wouldn't watch it either. No, it's, <laughs> it's, watch it's, by myself. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I I went to go see um, the Back to the Future trilogy in in the theater, and I I kept telling Megan like, we're just gonna leave after the first one, and then I was like, all right, get let's get through this one scene, the second one, and then we can bounce, right? And then she's like, we're just going to stay through the whole thing, aren't we? And I was like, after yeah. the second one, we're going to leave. And then we rolled the credits, and I'm like, okay, we're good now. She's like, I know you want to stay for the third one. I'm like, yeah, but we were good. We've already been here for two hours. She's like, we can stay for another one. And okay. I'm like, well, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I'll take you up. I'll All take right. you up on it. Yeah, I couldn't do that with the uh, Ninja Turtle movies. Sit there in the theater. Did they re-release those in no, the theater? No, but I'm just saying. Oh, you're like, just gonna watch them in general. I, I could watch the first two. The third one, ugh, no, so atrocious. <laughs> what was that? I couldn't tell you anything about the, the yeah. turtles. Like, it's not not my, not, not my. Not your time. No, not no. your time. No, it was. I'm. It was in the '90s. Yeah, right? yeah. I was. I was a kid when we were watching that one. Weren't you bored in the '90s? Yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like it's like it's something that resonated a lot with us that yeah. were born in the late. 80s. 80s yeah and yeah. so you just grew up watching like the cartoon as well as the yeah. Yeah. live action and the toys i mean oh yeah, yeah. but i can't watch i don't know if i can watch those movies now but <laughs> watch I... the first one i will say this the first one is pretty good the first one is kind of like i see that and i'm like this is where you guys should have taken go ninja, go ninja that's, go. The, that's the second one. <laughs> oh, that's right that's right vanilla ice yeah that's right wow <laughs> But so the, they were making bad movies back then too, right? Hey, but that was shit back then. Yeah. You're like, oh, this movie's got a freaking song in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. You'd be on the radio. It's like, coming up now, Ninja Rap. <laughs> Mom, turn that bitch up yeah, right yeah. now. This is my jam. <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember when I rewatched the first, the first Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And I was like, this movie's pretty dark for a kid's movie. Okay. I mean, 
right. Good for you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and let's see. What else did I see? Glorious Bastards. First time? No. No. Oh, first time. I saw it when it first came out in the movie theater. Okay. Just a rewatch? Just rewatched because I remember that was the movie where I finally started looking at Brad Pitt and like, this guy could really act. Mm. Okay. Because he had been doing uh, rom not rom-coms, but like. He had been doing like cookie cutter movies until right, then. Right. Like I think the last big thing that he did was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, I like that movie. That was pretty that good. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. But but it's it was, along those lines. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a studio movie. Right, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Exactly. That's exactly what that is. And when I saw him in Inglorious Bastards, I was like, this is like so colorful. Like, <laughs> I, I love this character. Yeah, I I've seen it once and I don't remember the movie at all. I know like the main story points. And I, who can forget the the opening scene oh. in *Inglorious Bastards*? That was incredible. La creme. Yes, uh, it's yeah. so intense and it built yeah. up so well. And like, the, I, like that's a way to start a movie. Um, but I think toward the middle and toward the end, like even though I remember it, it just didn't really do anything for me toward the like the overall. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's with most Tarantino films for yeah. me. It's like we got some good parts. But not all of it. Yeah. Except for Django. I love Django. Oh, Django. Django's good. Yeah. And the last thing I saw was Paid in Full. It's a movie about um, these... You said Pain and... Pa- paid paid in, in Full. Oh, Paid in Full. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's a movie about uh, some drug dealers in the, in Harlem. Okay. In the late 80s. And the um, reason why I rewatched the movie now was because I remember when it first came out, I saw it maybe three years before it actually came out to theaters okay and i had seen a different cut of it because mm. oh. i was living in new york at the time and you can find all these bootlegs everywhere in the streets <laughs> and hey, i you remember got that, you got that paid in full yeah. you got that paid in full it's like a guy jacket <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i remember because i was at the height of when uh jay-z and his company rockefeller were on top of the world yeah in the music scene and i remember dame dash was the producer of this mm. movie and I just remember like being one of the first movies that I saw like oh there are different cuts like that's when I really was conscious to like there's more to it than just printing out one one uh, print of the movie right yeah. right right yeah. like there's like a director's cut deleted scenes yeah. all this stuff like there's more to just whatever was put out to the theater yeah and how far back they had filmed the movie because the movie came out in 2000 thing two mm. okay uh, but I think they didn't film they f- actually filmed the movie like Three or four years before. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. So they it took a while to get the movie out. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Um, and that brought me to you know remembering back in the day when we didn't have streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to wait, and you, I remember when movies would come out in the theater, you would have to wait almost half a year to a year to get it for home. Yeah. To get it for yeah. that home release. Mm-hmm. That's true. And now like, we get it with what two months? Two to three months. Yeah, you can blink or over like we were just saying earlier, like you get that overlap. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, you can you can like see the movie come in theaters, take a you know blink your eyes, and then and now it's already a home yeah. release. It's it's that quick. Or it's all digital, so you yeah. can just download it at home. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. I can only imagine back in the day if you know you were trying to bootleg, and the, before DVDs you had VHSs. Yeah. So people were like with a trench coat, like you were just describing, like the, that movie, the heavy. heavy. <laughs> or when you see, or when you used to see bootlegs of movies that were in a the theater. Yeah, and you see the people holding like, a camcorder, yeah, or people walking across, and you're like, "What is this?" Somebody's hair. Somebody yeah. always had an afro in the back. Yeah, <laughs> or somebody's always smoking. You always see like smoke sound, coming and up. And the sound was horrible. The yeah. worst. 
Like, Literally the worst. Yeah, you're just going in there. And be like, it's like, they didn't even get the whole screen this time. Gosh. <laughs> Can you try yeah. to illegally record this movie? Gosh. Don't you know I want to see it? Jeez. I don't want to pay for it like you did. <laughs> Hope you got your money's worth. <laughs> Gosh. This is terrible. You're a terrible camera person. Yeah. Do better. Do better. Move two seats over. I mean, yeah. It's not that hard. Why didn't you get the seat in the middle? <laughs> Always get the seat in the middle. That was also before the time of... Picking um, your seat. Picking your seat. Yeah. Oh, that's so, when going to the movies was like a war. Oh. <laughs> you had to go like you had to go like three hours before the movie. Sure. You had to go get in line, and as soon as they dropped the rope, everybody rushed inside. <laughs> ah! Try to get their seats. <laughs> Gotta get that jacket. Like that one's mine. <laughs> See now, now that at least that me and Matt. I don't know if you do. Do you do the movie subscription service? No, I don't. But no. I also. I but I always. Anytime I do go to a theater, I go to a theater where you can pick your seat. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. For sure. If you were looking to get one, not that I'm biased, I would recommend AMC. He is biased. I am. Because <laughs> it's. Sure. I'm sorry. AMC Stubbs. What do you? The A list. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. It grows on you. You're like, oh, that's kind of nice. You get to see three yeah, movies I've seen a week. The perks, the perks yeah. are pretty good. No, yeah. it's good. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction you're looking for, but I like it. You don't have to because I know that it's there. <laughs> <laughs> not just probably like, I just wish Regal had something like this. No, they do. It's just it's not, not as not good. As good. <laughs> not as good. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember you were talking about it and you were saying like you can watch it in any form you want. Right. Yeah. That's the biggest. There's two big things. One, you can watch in any form. And the second thing is that Regal charges you 50 cents if you wanted to like reserve your seat online. So if you wanted to avoid... Oh, I didn't know that. that even to reserve your seat? Yeah, you got to pay 50 that. cents yeah. to reserve your seat online where AMC A-List you do not because it's free. But the only way to avoid the 50 cents is if you actually go to the theater and pick out your seat. Yeah. Now, for the most part, you don't always need to get your seat in advance, but I will say that it's nice to already have it set yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you're not paying for it. Yeah, because then I can walk in, oh, our movie starts in 10 minutes. Oh, we're just missing previews. And you can just mosey on in. Because right. somebody you, sitting in your seat, you're like, hey, that's my seat. <laughs> yeah. and then J1. <laughs> your butt's in J1. <laughs> Guess you better move. <laughs> <laughs> You got anything else, That's sir? That's it for me. That's it. So I guess now we are going to move into our spoiler review of Birds of Prey. I thought we were talking about Oscars. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> You've been skipping the beats all day today. I'm off today. <laughs> Oscars. <man>. Oscars. <laughs> Oscars was last week. And uh, so all this time we, we talked about the announcements. We talked about our predictions. Now we're going to briefly discuss the winners of this of one of the biggest nights in Hollywood. <laughs> Bang them out. <laughs> and, uh, here we go. So the Oscars was no host again, which I think it was fine. Yeah. I don't think it needed it. No. I don't think it was needed at all. And I think they found a groove. Uh, the They started off with a performance by a person that I don't know who it Janelle is. Janelle Monet. There you go. Wow. I didn't yes. even have I, I was really bad at pronouncing that. <laughs> Janelle Monet. She was, she was, I thought she was She really was good. great. And they did like a musical number that encompasses like they're all the people were wearing costumes from movies throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, movies oh. throughout the year. Yeah. yeah so they, so she started off with, she started off the, the her performance with like uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So she's like, she walks in and this, in the set and she's putting on the, 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 sweater. the sweater and all of a sudden she just rips it off and then like she's doing her own thing and like whoa that's a little disrespect to the sweater <laughs> <laughs> how dare you disrespect <laughs> mr rogers <laughs> don't do that but then all the other parts like the, the her dancers like some people are dressed up as like us the people yes. from us ah, the okay the tethered right so it was like a like a good way to start it off I'm like, like an homage to all the movies from yeah. this past year exactly yes. yeah. yeah and okay they, they also had like costumes for midsummer 
Uh, yes, yes, they did. They had like the the rainbow, the yeah. flower crown on top yes. of some people's heads, and the and like these like nice light uh, flowy dresses and yes. whatnot. So yeah, so they definitely like uh, they got some of like maybe the popular movies yeah. throughout the year, and they no no Avengers insane, but <laughs> saying no Endgame, no Endgame. Where's that? <laughs> no costume? Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could have easily done that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they didn't do that. But that was a good way to start off. And then after that, uh, Steve Martin and Chris Rock opened the show. So basically, they were just comedic acts. For the beginning, and they were roast people. Yeah, basically they mm. were throwing a lot of shade down. I couldn't tell you which one because I forgot them all. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty funny. Okay. For, for the from and then basic so like, you can easily have seen them as the host. Yeah. Because that's what it felt like. I and felt, they even joked about it too. They did joke about it, like, like you know, oh look, we've been hosts here before, and now we've been demoted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of weird because like you still get all the feels of it, but there's not just the same one person coming back to say the jokes. It's just a different actor or actress coming in to say something or to announce the awards. And that's it. Like sometimes we just come back from, from the commercials and it's just the music and then someone's just walking out. Or you had, uh, basically, I think someone made a joke about it. Um, I forgot who it was, but you would have an actor to introduce the actors who were coming on stage to introduce yeah. the award yeah. that was being presented. <laughs> and, and so that that's the route they decided to go on. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you're like, if you like the celebrities and you're getting a, uh, um, a nice, you know, you can see a lot of faces. So that's not bad. So like them doing no host seems to be working out for them. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing to come out of of uh, of the awards was Parasite. Yeah. Coming yeah. out big. Yeah. Juan, did you see Parasite? Yes. Did Clean. you like Parasite? Yeah, I liked it. Did you love Parasite? I didn't love it. Okay. But I liked it. You liked it. Do you, Do you think all of the awards that it won was deserving? Yeah. Okay. All right, just just curious. Um, <laughs> what about you, Matt? <laughs> no, I, no, I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we talked about this yeah. before. I don't got to re- yes. revisit this. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so a lot of people were expecting it to win best. In well, now they changed it. It was foreign film. Now it's called international film. Mm. Yeah, and so that was almost like it's lock, it's shoeing. Yeah, the one that I did not expect was that it won for best original screenplay. It won best director, and as the whole uh, movie community was cheering, it also won best picture. Yeah. And that was incredible to see. Yeah. I know I like I got out of my seat and I was cheering. I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah, it I did the same swept. thing. I was like, yes. Yes. And like I was honestly, I was not expecting best original screenplay. I was really hoping that Marriage Story would have gotten it, as we discussed in yeah. the previous episode. But if there was any other movie to get it, I'm, I'm fine with Parasite taking that win. Yeah. And then best director, I really thought that was gonna be 1917. Yeah. No. I thought. Yeah. I thought that was almost like it's a guarantee. Yeah. And no, Bong Joon Ho picked that up. I told you that when I think of best picture, it's got to be the whole meal. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Like it's every. It's not just the cinematography. It's not just yeah. the acting. But I could see how Marriage Story is like the the best thing about that film is the writing. Is the writing right. and the acting. Like maybe so maybe the cinematography is not there. It's not up to par as like Parasite was right. in, in that same respect. So I I just I was surprised to see that when. Excuse me. When Bong Joon Ho won it for Best Director, I was nervous now because I'm like, I don't know if it's gonna win Best Picture, but it did, and I was really excited to see all that. Um, I liked uh, his uh, Bong Joon Ho's speech. It was pretty funny when he won. He said he was surprised when he won for Best Original Screenplay, and so he was like, he was shocked that he was up here winning this award. And then after that, he said, um, uh, "Let's see here. That's right. So when he when he won for Best Original Screenplay, he said I was gonna drink all night." 
<laughs> he said, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking all night. When he won for best... Uh, wait, am I reading that correctly? I don't know. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going through my notes. I think I messed it up. But either way, he said along the lines that when he won for best original screenplay, he was going to drink all night. He was very honored to win for best international film. He thought he was done. When he won up for best director, he goes, I'm going to drink till tomorrow morning. <laughs> He's like, wow. And I don't think he even spoke. At, uh, for best picture. No, he didn't. No, he let other people talk because yeah. he's been up there all day. <laughs> I've been up here enough. <laughs> yeah, I've been collecting all these little gold yeah. statues. And, you know, funny enough, the Oscars actually turned off the lights. Yes. Yes. That was that was a big deal. So, like, they were given the acceptance speech. It was the end of the night. You know, the last award given. I think one of the producers went up and talked yeah. for a little bit. And then I think another producer went to go say a few words. And then they turned off the lights. Yeah. And they were like doing that wide zoom out. Like and the Oscars was coming over. And then everybody in the crowd nobody was, like, was having it. No, nobody was they having it. They were like, it. let them talk. Yeah. And they were like, talk, talk, turn on the lights, turn. Yeah. Like, they, like they were chanting. Yes. The act, everybody in the crowd was chanting for them to turn back on the lights. Oh, wow. And and they did. And the Oscars did that. Whoever was, you know, whoever pushed that button was like, I think we screwed up. It was, yes. it was like, yeah. Turn it on. <laughs> Get those cameras on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you can tell, like, it was already 11.30. Like, it was whatever time it was. Yeah. Like, it was time to wrap, obviously. And they never give time for the best pe- the best picture winners to, to give a speech. But this was such a big moment because this was yeah. the first it's international. Yeah. First foreign film, international film to win best picture. You're going to give them their damn moment. Yeah. Now, what's crazy is that would they, like, if it's football, they'll fucking run that shit until they'll wait. You know what I mean? So true. Like you can't give that same respect to somebody who's not doing a physical sport. I don't know. Well, that, I don't know. That's a good point. If for the Super Bowl, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it. it's totally different thing. Contracts are completely different. It's just right. it's just a weird kind of thing. But you make a good point though, because if 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 you win the Super Bowl, they're to give you all damn day. Yeah. To 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 give your speech. Give that man his fucking time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> for yeah. for real. And yeah, obviously they the academy did what they always did, and it's like we're just gonna cut you off. And the crowd was not because it's dollars because it, it's, it's guess, money. You know, yeah. yeah, like yeah, hey, we got we got programming, and then and the crowd was like, I don't give a shit about your Y'all program. Got money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Figure it out. Let that woman talk. Or maybe or maybe that's a, a one up for the NFL. You know, they you know take they, the time to honor their players. Who that's just true. Worked they, all season. They, they could have they could have purchased all the the the, the time the allowed time. Yeah. yeah, and they're trying to like to squeeze in there a little bit. Yeah, um, the, the Oscars ran about three three and a half hours. Yeah. So they had plenty of time. I'm going to get to something else in a minute because I didn't think it needed it. But we're talking about, um, you know, them not giving up time. The biggest surprise of the night wasn't an award that was given, but a performance that was made that nobody asked for. (laughs) You want to know exactly what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, you had Lin-Manuel Miranda introducing music in movies, right? And so, like, they played this long video about different, like, popular songs that were made for movies. And so you would think they were going into best original song. Yeah. But you were wrong. This whole thing Psych. was a big introdu- introduction for an Eminem performance. Marshall Mathers. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eminem came out and rose from the grave, even though he's not dead. Uh, <laughs> and he um, and he performed his, uh, what was it, Lose Yourself? Yeah, Lose Yourself. Yeah, he did the whole thing. And then they went to commercial. I'm like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> I mean, I was... I mean, I love the performance. Yeah, it was no, a great was, performance. It was a great performance. But still, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> where did this come like, from? Like eight, like he did his eight mile performance yes. from Lucius. Yes. Yeah, it's almost wow. like, hey, I never got to do that. 
18 years ago. Can I do this now? Since you guys care about this shit now, <laughs> can I perform it? Sure, <laughs> sure, I guess. Yeah, and so it was just like, great. I mean, we know you won an Oscar like a couple of years, like a bunch of years ago, but why are you here, Eminem? Yeah, if you look, I think there were memes about it. Yeah, there were so, like, so many people in the crowd were like... <laughs> There was a lot of people like you know singing along. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but, but you just see like a lot of people like. Yeah, well, did you uh, forget what year? Like, yeah. The movie came out when? Is this a glitch in the, in the Matrix? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, so no one understands. So going back to giving time, you can give Eminem and that video a full ten minutes, but you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't kill that to to give the people who won the award a time to talk about the you know the biggest award of the night. Come on now. But. So here's the thing. When they came back from break, did they go to original song? No, because they still had... No, they didn't. Because they still had two performances that haven't even yeah. played yet. Didn't oh, my gosh. So uh, Dina Manzel performed after that? Uh, no, she played before. She was one of the first ones to perform. Oh, yeah. So uh, every, every Oscars, they always perform all the songs from best original score. I'm sorry, best original song. song yeah. So, um, and Dia... And, and Dina Menzel. Menzel. Thank you. Um, really Elsa. bad with names. Elsa, <laughs> yes. Uh, she actually did a really good performance because she was she was singing, and all of a sudden you had other actresses who who played and who played Anna, who, who voiced Anna in different languages, and yeah. they were all singing into the unknown in their own languages. Yeah. It was Ooh. pretty impressive because I wasn't cool. I wasn't seeing that coming, and so like they like they did like a camera pan and they showed the name and then the country that they were from mm, singing yeah. the song. And see, all these people were Elsa's in their own countries. So that was pretty cool to see. That was probably one of probably one of the best performances that night. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then, so like, I think, so Frozen was already up there. I think Randy Newman did his two-minute bid on Can't Throw Yourself Away. And <laughs> and then um, I think uh, Stand Up also performed. So we were missing Elton John and the other one that I don't remember what was nominated. And, um, the one from Breakthrough? Yes, yes, her, yeah. Chrissy Metz. Yes. I think, or maybe maybe Stand Up and Ellen John hadn't performed yet. I think she already did it. Either way, it doesn't matter. They put they put Eminem in there for no yeah. damn reason. That, that's yeah. the point of this. <laughs> and so, like, Eminem was in the middle of that. So it's not like they were like, they still had two more performances to go to even get to the Best Original Song Award. And they're not going to just award the the song. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to give the award, and all of a sudden their performances meant nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I didn't win. I'm not skewing the song at all. Yeah, or like, <laughs> it would have made sense if he would have performed. And his performance, and then go present the award for right, exactly, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just kind of like, hey, here's this. Here's it was this. random, so random. All right. Um, to no surprise, Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, um, Laura Dern, and Brad Pitt all won the same awards. They've been winning all award season. Yeah, it's just that I was. A lot of people were expecting a, a surprise, but nope, nope. You got you got what you got. Uh, fucking Toy Story Four, man. <laughs> You're really upset about. I that. am really upset about it. I think Chris said last week that all I want is to, for Matt to get upset once, and he got it. He got he it. He got it. <laughs> 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 fucking Toy Story Four, man. That movie should not have won at all. Give it to Klaus. Give it to I Lost My Body. I didn't care for it, but give it to Missing Link. Give it. <laughs> give it to Hidden World. Don't give it to that movie. Yeah. Animation was great, but didn't need to be there. It was a good movie, but it wasn't like, oh, wow. I didn't ask for this, but I'm glad they gave it to us. Yeah, I didn't I'm feel in, like that at all. I'm indifferent. Like with, I really, with the film? With Toy Story 4. Okay, I really on. felt like, you know, Toy Story 3, I was like, this is it. 
He dropped his toys off. Right. Yeah. I've ended the saga. That's it. The Toy Story is over. It's over. Yes. <laughs> Toy Story 4, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like, okay. Put Andy's toys back in the box. <laughs> or they could have just even renamed it something else. Don't you dare pick up those toys again. Nope. But <laughs> to infinity and nowhere. <laughs> Go back in the box. We don't need this shit. <laughs> I would, you know what? I would have been fine if that movie would have just came out straight to Disney. Plus. Yes. Yeah. You know what? That would be okay. Because I, I, because I did enjoy the movie. There's a lot of in the movie to like, but it was just like... Not I for a need... theatrical release. No. no. I was... Not for an Oscar. Like, a, like not... Aladdin. Exactly. Like Aladdin 2, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to DVD. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you go to our, our Instagram page at, at box office underscore binges, you would see that we posted a news article that Aladdin 2 is happening, guys. Yep. <laughs> but, Live action. But they're not going to do it unless they're going to write They're going to write the script first before they cast all the actors. Oh, okay. okay. Is, yeah. that, is that what they did the first time? I don't know. Oh, okay. They, just, they made it a point to <laughs> they say made it this a point. point. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Will, if Will Smith comes back, I'll be all right. I don't I think he Yeah, is. because what if what if they write the script and Will goes, no, I'm no, not I'm doing good. That. Yeah, exactly. I'm good, man. I'm going to get jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would make it the Bad Boys. Yeah. No, bad gonna Boys for it. life. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save uh, MIB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save that franchise. I'm going to try to bring... I brought this back for y'all. I'm yeah. going to go try to bring that back. Yeah. For y'all. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Will I still Smith. make this look good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to bring back MIB. That's fine. But you know what? If he did MIB, I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's like I'm talking shit. It's like you know, you see a trailer for Men in Black Five, and you just see like uh like him pass by, and it's like he's like the main part of the story. It's like, oh, they're gonna make another one. I'm gonna go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like one of those movies where you're just like, I already bought my ticket. Yeah, it's already you there. Got me. You got, got me. me. Got him. Got him. Um, yeah. So uh, another. So Jojo Rabbit won for best adapted screenplay. I was really excited to see that. Um, that I won something. Yeah, I got something. Yeah. So I was really happy. They, there was a meme that apparent. I don't know what the context was, but you just saw Taika Waititi just putting his award underneath somebody else's chair. <laughs> what? I don't know why, but it was funny. <laughs> was it Scarlett? Was it Scarlett Johansson that was sitting? In front I don't. Of him? I don't know who was sitting in front of him. But if it was, it'd be pretty funny. If it was, um, I think it was. Uh, probably one of the best intros they've had all night. Was that they were James Corden oh. <laughs> and Rebel Wilson introduced best Special visual effects, effects, but they did it dressed as their characters from Cats. <laughs> no way, that's hilarious. And they did the whole hand things. And... Yeah, they were like had their hands by their chest and everything, and so they just walked out, and everybody was dying, <laughs> and all they said was, "As you can see." Visual effects is very important when it comes to movies. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. They made fun of their own movie. Yep. Like oh, that. yeah. And then oh, they did yeah. the whole cat thing with the mic. Yeah, so they <laughs> so, so they, they introduced the, the nominees and then and so, and the winner are and the winner and the winner is and the Oscar goes to whatever the line is. And they started playing <laughs> whatever with, they say. Yeah, whatever they say. And started playing with the mic stand. And so they, they literally wasted two minutes just going up and down with the mic stand. It kept going back up and down and they were chasing wow. it. Like cats. Like, like cats. cats. And that was by far the best thing I saw that night. It was yeah. hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube. It's worth the watch, especially since they were just making fun of their own, yeah, their own stuff. It was great. Um, no, uh, no awards given to the Irishman. 
It's a good day. <laughs> wow, man. Oh, That's a good day. I was 100% okay with that. I walked away with zero. Nothing. Yeah, and a lot of people were upset about that, but... Good for them. <laughs> didn't need Hater, hater. Man, he really... He just really just didn't like the film. The, uh, Juan, do you like The Irishman? Yeah, I liked it. You did? Yeah. I saw it at the end scene. Oh, okay. And it Be- came out that one, the night before it came out. Uh, I Netflix? Think. Yeah. Okay, so I actually have two questions there since now, since you brought that up. Um, one, why did you go pay f- to see the movie? Because <laughs> I wanted to see it on a big screen. Okay, that that was it. Like Martin yeah. Corsese, yeah. big screen, even though you could have seen it at home. Yeah. For but free. I knew, but I knew I was gonna go see it again anyway. So you were gonna do the full Irishman again? Yeah. The whole <laughs> you, three hours. You watched it twice? <laughs> no, no, I haven't watched it. Oh, I started. I, oh, wow. I started it. I started the second again. time. Yeah, again. But you just said you said no because this is bad. So, I, no, no. I didn't okay. say that. It's just like, I want to sit down. And do watch you think it. it? Do you think that it was a mistake putting it on Netflix? No. What I think, I think the biggest mistake with the Irishman was. It should have. I feel like it was a movie that was done ten years too late. Oh, okay. I, I how so? Because I think this movie was. Um, un, I think Scorsese talks about it that it was under development hell. Like he's been trying to make this movie for a long time. Mm. And one mistake that I do think he made with the movie was um, having Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino play themselves, their younger version selves. You like, think there should have been somebody else? I I would have been fine with that. Okay. Like if he just went the traditional route of yeah and casting younger, younger actors. actors. Right, right. Yeah, because they would have been those actors probably would have been in the movie maybe forty an hour when they're really really young. Then you can start with them older. Because I mean, watching Robert De Niro beat up that guy in the grocery store, I'm just like, oh, you look so old, man. <laughs> like you're I, break a hip. Like you're, like he's supposed to be thirty, I think, at, in that part of the movie, and it's just like. No, no, you're easily 65 or, or older. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's because I like The Irishman because I appreciate it. Yeah. And I grew up watching nothing but gangster movies. and But I do agree that I feel like that movie was done two years, 10 years too late. Interesting. Okay. I think if it was done 10 years earlier, maybe. Maybe it could have won maybe one or two awards. Do you feel like it should have won an award that night? No. No. No, okay. compared to everything that we had. Yeah. No. It was up against. This was a pretty it was a, it was intense a tough year. year. Yeah. 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 Um, I that, mean, I, I think Joe Pesci deserved the nomination. Yeah. Because I yes. liked him, especially since we're used to seeing him being the hothead. Yeah. And we haven't seen him play something like this since Raging Bull, where he was the calm one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, to give that movie any credit, yes, Al Pacino or Joe Pesci yeah. probably should have taken that award. Or Tom, anybody... Like we said before, anybody but Brad Pitt probably would, have, for my opinion, deserve that award for yeah. best supporting actor. Really? Yeah. Did I would have liked. Did you? To, I would like to have given it to Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I, I, I had Brad Pitt. You you wanted you think he deserved that? I think so. Okay. okay. Follow up question. <laughs> do you do you like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, I liked it. Why? Like like, like well, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Like no, not like a lot, but I liked it. Okay, going back to Ernesto's question, why? I like Brad Pitt in the movie. I thought he, I, for me, I felt like he was more of the lead in the movie. No, Correct. I, that's for sure. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Like, I, I love Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie, but I felt like we were following Brad Pitt in that movie. What was about his performance that you felt like that that was the best that 2019 had to offer? I just think he was Odin, to be honest. Compared to the other, it's just... I, I understand I, what you're saying. I feel like, you know, all the other actors that were nominated, 
they've had it before, for the most part. Yeah, but Roger Deakins just got his award for Blade Runner 21 for Best Cinematographer. But guess what? They gave that bitch to him again because he, he deserved, deserved it. Yeah, he did deserve it. <clears throat> so I don't think it's these these should be just given out because, well, he didn't get one. No, you give it to them because you deserved it. I mean, well, I, I get what you mean. I, I understand what you mean, but I feel like when they do that, sometimes you devalue the award itself. I agree. So... Anyway, we had a we have a special guest now. Our cat, my cat, has decided to be on the show. Move. <laughs> nope. Thanks, <Matt. laughs> and she's gone. All, All right. right. <laughs> it was very random. She's never done this before. Yeah. She she's getting comfortable with, with box office binges now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and so uh, and then lastly, uh, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Four V Ferrari all walked away with two awards each, and nineteen seventeen took home three awards, and Parasite walked away with the with the most with four. So, well deserved. Well deserved, well deserved, for sure. Um, anyway, I think that kind of you know wraps up the Oscar conversation. They, I think this year we we had a really good year of movies. Yes. Yeah, it was like it was really solid. Like all the best picture noms that were given, like all of them, aside from the Irishman, deserved. <laughs> That's why I walked away with zero. Yeah, <laughs> uh, deserved to be up there. I I think that you know. Lately, you know, in, in years past, you get, like, movies that, like, wow, why is that there? But you kind of yeah. understood why the movie was there for all of them. Yeah. And so, I think, all, and then also, I think the awards were spread out evenly. You know, with Ford v. Ferrari, it got for uh, sound mixing or editing, one of the, I think it was sound editing, and it also went away with best editing, which was great. Yeah. Uh, 1917, I thought I was going to walk away with a lot more awards. And it just walked away with with cinematography, with cinematography no, and, and, and mixing and visual effects and visual, visual effects. effects. Yeah, right. so like it walked away with just the technical achievements awards. I thought it would walk away with some big ones, but nope. I just and I I kind I agree. That, yeah. I mm-hmm. agree that I think that's where that's where that film shines. Like that film fine yeah. in production. Yeah, like for the, sure. Like the people who produce like physically, but you know the Roger Deakins and his whole the team, crews. the mm-hmm. crew. Like yeah, that that's that where that coordination for that. Everything that has to go into just making that film right. like deserves an award in itself. And that's why I thought I was going to get director. But I'm also equally as happy and satisfied and excited that Bong Joon-ho got it. Correct. So, yeah. like, I mean... Because it it's not a just the technical. Then it's, that's the technical and the story coming together exactly. as one yeah. cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So, anyway, that wraps up our Oscar conversation. We're looking forward to 2021's... Oscars win whenever we get there. But Good. saying that, just so well, do you think is it to be a trend now that we're going to get uh, foreign films? Yes, in? I hope so. 100%. I mean, because we had For it last sure. year with Roma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. This year, so I think now it's going to be like you know, th- the gates are open now. I think so. I think I think uh, Parasite opened the door, like you said. It, it opened the door for hopefully more foreign films to be nominated for best and to picture. be actually considered. For real, and yes. streaming films, yeah, not yeah. just you know, the, you know, it's the whole dynamic of what we consider an Oscar-worthy film is changing. Right. Yeah. And also, this also shows that the Oscars are just not for like it's not like this is an American uh, society, and then we give one category for the foreign films. I think we're going to be slowly being like even this year we saw um, Antonio Banderas uh, nominated for. Uh, best actor yeah and for a foreign, pain and glory for pain and glory in a foreign film yeah. so that you know i think we might be slowly getting into actor character uh, cat, uh not categories and other technical categories i think major, we're slowly getting major, major categories yeah mm-hmm. for sure so i think we're I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year we start seeing that as well yeah 
All right, so now we're going to move on to... Now we're going to Birds of Prey. Now we're going to go to Birds of Prey. We all see the movie. This will be your spoiler review of Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's a very long title. Didn't they change the title? They did. I was just about to get to that. Did you know? Did you know (laughs) that they the movie underperformed how they wanted to? The movie opened up with number one, but only made thirty three million dollars. Is not exactly what they were expecting. So a lot of people felt like Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn was the best thing out of that movie. A lot of people liked her performance, and you know everyone dressed up as her as Halloween that one year, and (laughs) so um, so definitely a big thing. And so the studio decided to change the name of the film to Harley Quinn uh, colon Birds of Prey. And they felt like if the name was shorter, people would go see the movie more. And I don't know why that's a thing. They did it. This It's the same studio who did uh, Edge of Tomorrow. They changed it to Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Which was a dumb... <laughs> Just leave it as Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that... That is not the reason why the movie did not do well in their eyes. (laughs) Um, But if you go look up the movie now, like if you go to AMC app or Regal, or if you go to any any of those theaters, the movie is going to be called Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. But the actual title of the film did not change. It's still Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So it's not like they change the graphic when you start the movie. But (laughs) I guess they just changed the branding and the marketing of the film yeah which is interesting which would then go into our review because i'm not sure if that even matters in my opinion but one what do you think of the film i liked it i mean i had low expectations but really why 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 walking in there low with with... i mean just because it's dc oh just dc in general yeah but the joker didn't do anything for you as far as but that's different this is like dceu right the Joker is kind of like a Joker like a one-off own, story. Yeah, like, it's like a one-off story. In I guess they universe. marketed that way as too. It's not like it's like, well, maybe we might get some other yeah. characters in this. But yeah, so like as you were saying, um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, uh, Harley Quinn was great in it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, definitely, uh, I would definitely say what I really liked about the movie was the the action coordination. Yeah. Yes. All those, those fight mm-hmm. scenes. Oh, intense. Yeah, they were very very in your face. Yeah. Yeah. And very grotesque sometimes. <laughs> yes. uh, like, yeah, we said spoiler. They broke someone's kneecaps yeah. twice yeah. in the same scene. Yeah, and I, I kind of loved how comical it was. Like it just, yeah. it just, it called it was it is. Like you know, she jumped on the guy's knees and his whole body bent. It's like <laughs> that's not what would happen. <laughs> Obviously, right. But you know when she walk and then when she walks into the um, she walks into the police station she's got like the big like comic book hat and like the yeah. big trench coat and shit. I, I thought you were gonna. Oh add no, no no no! I'm sorry. <laughs> you were adding. I was, up. I was like yes. Yes. <laughs> Go on. No that yeah it was a fun it was a fun film. Um, Directed by Kathy Yan. Nothing. I haven't seen anything else. She's a bunch no, of shorts I... and stuff. Uh, Margot Robbie, Rosie Perez. Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Oh, he was great. Yeah, and Chris Messina as Victor Zass. I like that they added Victor Zass in there. Yeah. I was like, oh. And that whole like relationship with both of them. Yeah, <laughs> and how so he just weird. gets so jealous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was the movie definitely felt like this is DC's version of Deadpool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This yes. is this is exactly what that's exactly what it felt like. It was a whole bunch of like here's this one character Harley Quinn. And she does what she wants. She was even talking to the audience. She was, it was, she was, she opened the film with, 
speaking of animation, two things that Harley Quinn and Doolittle had in common, they open up with an animated monologue about what happened and what she's going with. Um, but you didn't know that when you're walking into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they opened up with her uh, kind of describing where she is now. And I mean, th- this is more or less, you know, the Harley Quinn story, but they, it was almost like where, it's kind of like the shenanigans of Harley Quinn and then things are just happening around her and then this is how she's dealing with it. And then eventually we get into more of the story, which really, she's just kind of in the middle of it. And like, it's like, oh, well, Harley Quinn's here. We'll just throw her in here. And in the midst of like everyone else trying to do things, quote unquote, for real. And then just throw in the MacGuffin. It's like, here's Harley Quinn to mix shit up. And that's basically <laughs> how what she did in the whole film. Uh, there was, I think Ian McGregor was very animated. I think everyone, for the most part, was pretty animated. Yeah. This whole film. E. McGregor as as he I think he finally was able to put on the mask. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roman, I I I Ionis Adonis, Sionis Sionis Roman Roman Sionis. Yeah, that that makes sense. AKA Black Mask. Black Mask. Yes, um, I think he did good. He just was like over the top. I think everyone was just a little over the top. It's a comic book. It's a comic book movie, but they was also self-aware of what this was. Yes. Uh, Before watching this film, I actually watched Suicide Squad a couple hours before I watched uh, Birds of Prey. And you know what? I actually appreciate that movie more with with that, with all the hype all all away from it. Like it's been, let's see, almost four years since that movie came out. A couple years. What? 2016? 16? 16, 17? I think it was one of those times. And that um that movie like twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Like at the time it was just like given a lot of hate. Uh they didn't like some of the characters or the the story was muddled and granted all that stuff is still there. It didn't change, but you know, watching it just on its own and not compared to everything else that's related to the D C universe, um, it was a, actually a fine movie. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh a fine movie from from where it was. Uh, you know, Will Smith and obviously Harley Quinn is the best part about that movie. But when you take Harley Quinn into her own story, I felt like you know, obviously this is what you got. So it was, I don't know, it was interesting to, to see her in that role and then see her basically play somebody the same but also completely different comparing the two films. So, and then, you know, and also interesting to see where Birds of Prey was going to go because... You know, with DC now changing up their yeah. whole system, and they're not really trying to connect it, but we still are. Yeah. So I feel like these next batch of movies are kind of like the like these are going to be this is our transition to it's what we want to do. This is the weird time. Yeah, exactly. This is a weird time where we're going to try to salvage what we have, but not really change much. But we want to change everything. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's Harley Quinn. And you guys liked her, right? All right, cool. Uh, we're just going to put her in her own movie and introduce basically a whole bunch of Batch of News characters. Like we were following um, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya, Montoya who was, uh, I guess, was she have any authority in the police department? No, she was just a detective. Just a detective? Yeah. And she was kind of like, you know, trying to be somebody. She was trying to like solve the big cases. She was actually trying to do her job. Exactly. Just jerking around like the rest of the cops right and so they and she couldn't get very far yeah because they uh, always screwed her and they always just thought she was a joke right and so she was trying to get to the big to the big uh 
um, to the big cases, but they wouldn't give her the chance. And so with her and with, with that story, and then you had uh, Diana Lance. Dana, yeah. Dana Lance? Dinah. Dinah? Dinah Lance. Uh, she played a, I guess, a canary? Black canary. But she played the black canary? Yes. I did not. I know she had a name. I'm sorry. I know she played <laughs> something canary. Uh, she was a, uh, a singer that the Black Mask had an interest for. And then I guess she, they saw her beating her beating up people in the alley, and they wanted her now to be the new driver since Harley Quinn beat up the old driver. I think Harley Quinn broke the knees of that one. Yes, that's yes. right, she did. <laughs> and so they, uh, she was now the driver, and now she, that's how she got roped up into all this. Yeah. And then the plot line that didn't really need to be there was uh, Mary Elizabeth Winsett's character, Helena Bertinelli. Ramona. 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 From, yes. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Right. <laughs> and her storyline was, it felt like it was just not Shoved needed. in here. Hey, here's this little, this little story bit. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it didn't really make any, I mean, it made sense at the end. Yeah, at the end, but it just felt like uh, you guys should have made this more clear at the beginning of the movie. Right, why? Because like we're just seeing her doing random things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she reveals herself as the Huntress, which they try to, they try to make uh, jokes about it, that everyone was giving her a different name. <laughs> crossbow killer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not the crossbow killer. I'm, I'm the Huntress. 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 That's my name. <laughs> the name I give myself. Now everyone else gave myself. Do you know who I am? Crossbow killer. <laughs> and like, no. no, man, come on. Um, and yeah, so they gave her the storyline, and then, you know, uh, um, uh, she was the only survivor in the Pertelli, uh, the Bertinelli family. Mm-hmm. And so she trained with a group of assassins to, to avenge her, the killers of her family. And one of them was, um, uh, Victor, Victor Zaz mm-hmm. or Zaz, right? Victor Zaz. Yeah. 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 Uh, who's like the henchman of the black mask. Yeah. And he was like very, he wanted to please his master. He felt like Igor in, yeah. in in like in Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. He's so he was so infatuated with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason it was really strange. Um, but overall, that not being said, I think honestly the best character that was in the whole film, and I'm trying to find her name. Her, uh, uh, Cassin, Cassandra, Kane? Cassandra Kane. Yeah, Cassandra Kane. She played a an orphan pitpocketer who uh, got the MacGuffin of the whole film, yeah. which was a diamond that she swallowed. And now everyone's trying to go after her because she has this very all-important diamond that can get you all the money in the world and give you all the resources. And that's what the Black Mask wanted. And then she was in jail. And that's when Harley Quinn with the big puffy hat wanted to come in and do the deed. And so, like, overall, I just felt like we were getting a lot of separate stories that kind of came together at the end of the film. And that's kind of where I felt with with that. Uh, Anything else to add with the film? No, it was a, it was a fun film. Like you don't have to go see it in the theaters, but really, just like don't even bother. In your opinion. well, no, not. I mean, if you're a DC fan, yeah, then go see it. But otherwise, like there's no rush. Okay, it's, it was fun. You can wait till it comes out on streaming. Yeah, like I think my dad would watch this movie just because all the fighting in it. Yeah, but I wouldn't tell him to go see it at the theater. Just yeah. probably wait for it to come out on on, on home release. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess I guess yeah I guess the biggest thing if you're big into action. Yeah. Because those fight scenes were pretty intense, yeah. yeah, and they were well choreographed. And we saw it in Dolby, but I don't think I don't think like it didn't do anything for me. No, yeah. Dolby didn't really. You can, just watch, didn't, it. You can yeah. watch this on a standard. Yeah, exactly. So with with that being in mind, how do you feel like the future of right now? We have another DC movie coming out, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Does this was seeing like we're not 
obviously we're not overwhelmed with with enjoyment of the film. It was fun, and it was very comedic at times, yeah. and it had great action. But with all that being said, we still weren't. 100% happy with the movie. They were it's definitely not like, of, I'm, uh, like, oh, I can't wait to see where they're going to go with this. Right, because they didn't really introduce any of that. Yeah. No. They didn't really set up anything. It was just, just a, a random glimpse story. into our world. Yeah. Right, pretty much exactly what it was. And even the ending of the film, like, they, we were making jokes about it, like, the Black Canary, she didn't really do anything with her powers until the very yeah, end until of the, the film. Until the very end, yep. And then she passes out. And then, yeah, exactly. And that's that's pretty much the end of her journey. No. Um, like, they didn't really set up... I Honestly, I forgot that she could even do anything like that because they didn't really do a good job of introducing the film. Or uh, introducing her powers in the film. Yeah, they yeah. just hinted it once when she was singing at the bar and she mm -hmm. hit that high note and broke and the see, glass. And you see the thing next to her. Right, shaking. Yeah. Yeah, and so w with that, they just... Like, the glass broke, like you said, and then that was the last time yeah, we heard about it. it. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, she's just now, again, just roped into the story. Yeah. If, and you, then, if you've never read comics or know who she is, you would. You still wouldn't know. Exactly. <laughs> and then you walk in there at the very end. She's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Well, I, I can do, do this. What, exactly. Yeah. And so she did it to just really push <laughs> Harley Quinn, Quinn on her, on her roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> and with the weird part about that it was that she, to use her power... The only time she ever used it to push Harley Quinn to get to the car where the uh, where Cassandra Kane was, but then after that, it was immediately undercut by her getting hit by another car. Yeah. For then the Huntress to come in with her motorcycle to to, to continue riding her along in this yeah. now car chase. But why didn't we just start with the motorcycle exactly. instead of having her use her power yeah. to to not really say any or do anything? It didn't really make any sense at all. And so that was a little bit unfortunate that I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities that we could have maybe shifted the story direction a little bit. And then at the very end, it was just, what, a just a bomb that got exploded? How, how did Ian McGregor Yeah, die? that was funny. I laughed when that happened. That I, I, yeah, she uh, she had a grenade and she's like, oh, I took your ring. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then he just, like, they kicked her off the pier and then boom. And then yeah. just split in half. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, like, all the guts were everywhere. And then all the all the remaining cast were like, oh, I'm here now. And and now, oh, he's dead. Okay. Did you guys stay till the end? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was just, a, it was, I think, at the very end. You don't see anything, but you hear Carly Quinn. And she's like, oh, you guys are still here? Well, since you guys are here, I'll let you a little secret on Batman. And then it's like, and then it said, Batman is, and then it just cut. Cut out. Yeah. So... Which, I mean, makes sense. It means, obviously, she knows Batman's Bruce because that was the name of her hyena. Exactly. What, is, is that what you got out of that? Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't... I mean, why was she named... <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> said, quote-unquote, hunky Wayne guy. Yeah. Maybe she just knew who Bruce Wayne was because he's all over Gotham. Maybe not knowing that he's Batman. I think she knows he's Batman. I think she knows. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I, yeah. I, I took that differently, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but all in all, so with so with this movie, like we, I guess it was like a lukewarm feeling. Like yeah. it wasn't great, but it wasn't. Terrible. It wasn't terrible, right? So does that make you nervous about Wonder Woman now? No, not me. No, That's different. It's a wholly different thing. So this has nothing to do with the rest of the DCU that they're no. trying to no, compare. No, no, no. I just still think they're trying to find a direction, and that's where I just want to see where is this gonna end up. What like the whole the whole DC the whole DC thing? Because I mean, we got the teaser yesterday for the. Uh, Robert Pattinson Batman. as the Batman suit, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I want to see how all this is a tie. Is that going to start a different timeline, or is it going to be like Joker, where it's its own story? Right. You know, and they made a lot of talking about Joker. They made a lot of references to Jared Leto Joker in Harley Quinn, 
And I'm, I'm curious of, you know, I understand that he was part of the story, but I didn't realize he was going to be a big part of the story, considering that a lot of people did not like his performance. Oh, Jerry Leto. In, yeah, in, in Suicide Squad. So I'm actually surprised that we got a lot from at least mentions of the Joker, which I guess they go hand in hand. But they hand. never showed him, right? No, they never showed him again. No. They just, they, they showed obviously pictures and comic and all that stuff. And they but talk about him. They talk obviously. about him a but lot. But they didn't yeah. give him the tattoos on that drawing that she No, they had. didn't. They, they no. definitely went old fashioned. So they kind of left it like open ended, like it's whichever Joker you want to. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it's the Joker. We're just not yeah. going to tell you which Joker it is, yeah. but you kind of know. And so I'm, I'm curious whether now that we're going to have a new Suicide Squad coming out. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that has anything to do. I think Harley Quinn's going to be in that as yeah, well. Yeah, she is. So is the events of Birds of Prey going to play into the new Suicide would Squad? I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> you, know? yeah, you would sense. think, right? But Yeah, but... I mean, who knows at this point? I feel like they're just making it up as they're going along. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, I'd be more appreciative if they just said, like, these are standalone stories. Yeah. And it, it feels that way, but it also doesn't because I feel like we're trying to connect things together when they don't really need to. Yeah. When you already said that you're going to stop doing that. Yeah. So, I don't know. But... It was like the whole time in the movie I was thinking, where's Batman? <laughs> really? <laughs> While all this is going, where's Batman? Where's Batman? Is there a Robin? Somebody, like. How is he able to do all this? So and none of them are involved. <laughs> yeah. So okay, how about this? If if Batwoman or Batgirl came in, do you think that would have made the movie better? Mm, I think it would have made it more confusing. Just because. Yeah. Okay. Like, all right. I mean, I understand why they didn't have Batman in it, obviously. But I'm just saying, but like, you think about it, it's like this takes place in the same city as Batman. You're gonna it? tell me he's not gonna go check on all this crazy shit that's <laughs> happening in his city? You're right. With the, all the with the villains. Yeah, did, yeah. did we need a hero in this? No. We had the birds of prey. Oh, yeah. that's right. What am I talking about? You're right. Yeah, they, <laughs> the birds they, of prey were the heroes. They were the heroes. It was like the big origin story. And at the end, it basically, they they were all in a diner, basically saying yeah. that like we're all gonna be a team. And Harley Quinn's like, nope, not for me. Yeah. And she kind of bounces. Cassandra came. We're like, yeah, deuces. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not signing off for that movie. We're like, but this is just temporary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all in all, I think it was just, it was a, a good, I guess a good time in the theater. Yeah. yeah. A good, good revisiting the character, but not much. To say. I, I feel like give it two years, I would just forget about this movie as easily as I did about Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to take away anything from memorable. it. memorable. Exactly. Uh, so not too little though. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I, you see, with Harley Quinn, I can probably go back and be like, I can easily see myself rewatching that movie to pick out like. You know what? I just want to see some interesting action again, um, but I have no reason to go back and watch do little. It just doesn't. No, not a chance. Or the Irishman. Or the or Irishman. the Irishman. Nope, can't do a full <laughs> Irishman again. That's not happening. I did it once, and I'm good. Yeah. We're good with that. Um, but all right, I think that's all the time we have yeah. for this episode of Box Office Bingers. Uh, if you want more from us, and check out our fresh takes and everything else we post on our Insta stories, you can go to Box Office underscore Bingers. And you can see all that on our Instagram page. Juan, thank you again for visiting. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It always a blast. Hopefully you come back again soon yeah, and we'll talk more about movies. Um, and for that, I've been Ernesto. <laughs> no. You are not Ernesto. I am not. <laughs> I've been Matt Diaz. <laughs> I am Ernesto Santos. <laughs> and this has been Box Office Avengers, guys. See Until next time. <laughs> see you.